You're listening to the Martin Houston Show on Tide 100.9 in Tuscaloosa. Alabama first and 10 on the 12. Again, Houston. He's got a hole. He's over. Alabama touchdown. I'm just wondering if your listeners know how good a football player you were. I can still see you playing that fullback, knocking those players out of the, out of the way. And I believe I could have run behind you. Martin, I can remember when we came to center and you were playing fullback up there. And I saw you in the weight room and watched the watch workout in the weight room. If you could pick up, you were strong enough to pick up the whole weight room. I wanted to fix it, and I run in that coach didn't take Biggest, biggest mistake we ever made. The Martin Houston Show with national championship winning fullback Martin Houston. Giving you one hour of intense, hard-hitting analysis from an insider's perspective. It's time for the Martin Houston Show on your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Good morning, Tuscaloosa, West Alabama, and beyond. So glad to be back with you on this beautiful Friday morning. Uh, man, what a what a ride it's been! I want to thank all of those of you who have been faithful uh, to stick with the Martin Houston Show. All of those of you who have uh, supported Joe and Jacob and Tide 100.9. Good morning uh, to my Facebook fam. Glad to be back with you as well. It is a beautiful Friday morning, and yes, Alabama Crimson Tide is still alive and rolling, and Mac Jones has won the Heisman since I left. Uh, Najee Harris is uh, uh, second, or maybe it's the other way around based on what you like. But either way, those two guys definitely playing at a high level along with the other weapons. I am, first of all, glad to be back with you uh, and uh, and thank God for uh, touching my body and, and bringing me back uh, and allowing me this great opportunity and great privilege. Uh, personally, directly, good morning, Joe. Good morning, Jacob. Thank you guys so much for your faithfulness uh, and what a great job you did. Uh, and so glad to be back with you. Martin, thanks for th- thanks for giving us some time to kind of spread our wings and grow a little bit. And m- m- most of all, we're definitely happy to have you back in the saddle, back where you belong. And uh, it's good to hear your voice again. Well, once again, as I always do, uh, this is a day that the Lord has made. So uh, I'm still rejoicing in each and every one that I get. And I still want to encourage you to take some time today to notice someone, love someone, and serve someone. Be the difference you want to see in the world today because we can all be a difference maker. Speaking of being a difference maker, uh, man, uh, Alabama uh, had a big time win over Georgia and typically this would be a big time week. Uh, uh, but, you know, when you hadn't lost since uh, as uh, C.J. Watson put the flip phone, the Razor flip phone, uh, kind of hard to say it's a big time robbery, but it still means a lot to get any SEC win. So we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about the keys to victory over this one uh, as well. But we're going to go ahead and kick things off with a Friday edition of True False. So I'll kick it over the glass to you, Joe. All right, Martin. I got a couple of different topics for True False this morning. Let's start with our upcoming opponent, Tennessee, and start with our guy, Jeremy Pruitt. Martin, true or false? Jeremy Pruitt will be on the proverbial hot seat after this weekend's game. Well, uh, I think he he's on it. Uh, he, he, it. It got accidentally turned off after last year. Uh, but uh, I think Jeremy Pruitt has done a great job considering uh, this week was an interesting decision to get rid of his defensive coordinator. I think he had to do something uh, to show, hey, I'm trying to make improvements, but I think he took the safest way out by by firing a position that he knew that he could handle uh, and take care of without there being any loss to what they're doing and trying to accomplish. Uh, I hope he's not uh, on the hot seat. The Kentucky loss was a bad loss, but uh, this time last year he was going to be fired 
And, of course, they went on, what, an eight-game win streak after they beat us? I mean, after we beat them last year. So I'm going to say false. I, I, I think you're going to probably hear a lot of chatter, but I, I, I don't see how you put a guy on a hot seat uh, after losing to Alabama if you didn't put him on after losing to Kentucky. Well, they've had two rough weeks, so maybe we'll, if they, a third in a row might might uh, spin the fan base into a, into a frenzy. Martin, we'll move on to the Alabama defense and, and kind of look back to last week's game. The Alabama defense, Martin, true or false, turned a corner for the whole year, for the rest of the year, in that second half against the Georgia Bulldogs. Um, can can I give true and false? Here, here here's what um what I saw in that game. I saw a first half that didn't look a lot different than the the, the previous, you know, four quarters of uh, of Ole Miss. Uh, the, the only difference was Georgia, 24 points by Georgia uh, in a half with that offense uh, it, it is about the equivalent of probably 35 to 42 uh, of the typical offenses out there. Uh, the, the the high powered offenses, and yes, we had a shutout in the second half. But did you really see the play, Joe, that turned it? They tried to catch us, and they did catch us. The quarterback they they actually threw that interception in our red zone when we were out of position. We were not set. We were not lined up. And I'm not trying to be a hard bud or anything like that. So I'm not as sold that defense turned the corner against Georgia from the sense of who all of a sudden we got it correct. Uh, what I am excited about it, about though, Joe, and this is where I give the true part. Dylan Moses, I, I during that game, I was like, is Dylan Moses bad? Did he not come back as the same player? And then I hear that supposedly he's been trying to compensate for guys. So, yeah, I was like, Whew, um, maybe, maybe, maybe. And maybe that leadership and him pushing guys and not trying to compensate because when you do that, you keep other guys from growing and learning. So true in the sense of I think we got some things figured out, Joe, that we will build off from this point on as far as. Did we fix all of our problems? No. And and, and that would be the, the question that I we won't know until we get tested again offensively. And that could be scary. It was real interesting to hear D.C. on Tuesday. Uh, he talked about Dylan Moses overcompensating, and that's where we kind of saw – uh, some of those errors or, or some of those times where he looked to be out of position. I was, uh, I was uh, interested to hear D.C. talk about how at halftime uh, he, he said that, that Dylan Moses was pretty spirited at halftime uh, w w with the rest of the defense, and that kind of spurred everybody to get into their right positions. And, that, that, and that's the corner where I say true, Joe, because think about if wh what happens when the quarterback's out of whack in pressing. And yeah, everything, yeah, everything relaxes and relaxes and starts trusting that everybody's going to be where they're supposed to be and starts throwing the ball where he's supposed to throw it versus where he thinks they're going to go because he doesn't trust them to be where he wants they're supposed to be. Right. It changes the offense. Right. Certainly. So, so, so defensively, if that is all true, then the, then there's a true. Yes, we're headed in the right direction. And that, that's good to see. Well, my next is on the same lines with the defenses. Uh, we obviously pitched a second half shutout, and Jordan Battle missed the first half. Uh, is it true or false? Jordan Battle is the key to uh, having the secondary lined up in the right areas and making the right plays. Uh, you can't underestimate what that means to the team uh, in terms of his presence and his impact being there. I mean. The tale of two halves, and in the the of course we just discussed the Dylan Moses difference, but I also think having uh, the the one of the leaders, true leaders, signal callers, he was start starting for a reason. Uh, if the other guy was just as good, then we would have been seeing split time before. So I would say true. Uh, Jordan Battle uh, has as much to do with that second half shutout. Uh, in the look, it wasn't just that we shut him out, and I, I don't want to be too harsh on it, Joe. It wasn't just that we shut him out. We looked like a defensive team. Yeah, yeah, we, absolutely. We looked 
depart uh, in making the plays and tackling and and pressuring and we guys weren't running wide open. So we looked apart. So I would have to say, true uh, Jordan Battle was definitely a huge part of that. Absolutely. Uh, we'll st- we got a couple more things from last week's game before we kind of spin ahead to Tennessee. Uh, okay, true or false? Coach Saban's false positive gives him the drive. This is a two-parter. Gives him the drive to coach for a lot longer period of time than he may have uh, been intending to coach previously. And on that same note, true or false, Steve Sarkeesian was the happiest person in Brian Denny Stadium that that Coach Saban returned and he did not have to assume the role of head coach. (laughs) Well, first of all – I think it, 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 it made Coach Saban feel good that he's doing the right things. You know, he's been a big proponent of moving forward for this season and, and doing it the right way and, and, and all of that, and it was good to see. Still that mean that he won't get it in re, in reality. Uh, but I, I just think that, that, that his players seeing him back uh, makes him feel good, which – speaks to the part that you were talking about the first part uh long as those players see value in what he's doing i think that's one of the main reasons he does it so i would say yes to that and and if, if sarkeesian i'm i'm not sure where he falls on was he excited you know secretly was he like okay okay this would be an on-the-job interview was he thinking that you know uh so was he quietly privately excited joe that he was going to have that opportunity uh while at the same time <laughs> the, the the risk and reward was much higher with saban not being there and him potentially losing so uh i'm going to say he would have embraced the moment but true he was happy to see his head coach back I think we were all happy to see the head coach back for sure. Uh, it, was a, it was a pretty big story last week to, to watch Coach Saban look like he was out and going through the protocol and being back in Saturday. It was pretty exciting. Uh, Sarkeesian, I, I would have loved to have been able to be like, have some truth serum and, and hear how he experienced the week. Yeah, that was a very interesting week with me going through COVID myself and being locked up at home for, you know, uh, uh, over a week at that point, a uh, week and some change. And, uh, and then seeing and hearing like day after, I'm like, OK, that's a false positive uh, or he's asymptomatic completely uh, to even be thinking that way. And of course, we it found out that it wasn't asymptomatic at all. It was the fact that it was a false positive. Um, and, and so good to see that they have things in place uh, for things like this. And hopefully more individuals will have opportunities to do things like that, uh, Joe, because um, outside of the symptoms, the, the isolation, the quarantining, humans were made for relationship. Absolutely. <laughs> and, for uh, sure. And I, I, I want to... Um, uh, uh, tell you that all of those well wishes that I heard over the past few days and weeks uh, on, on the show from the listeners and and from you and Jacob and all the, every all the fan fans and and listeners and all of that uh, definitely w- was felt and received and I want to continue to thank them. I can't thank them enough. Hey, let's go ahead and get the break here. We'll carry True False over into the second quarter uh, this morning as we continue uh, on the Martin Houston show. And if you have a True False for me, uh, you can call and uh, give it to Joe and Joe will get it out on the air to me. 205-342-9904 for the Taco Casa hotline is open for business. Taco Casa quality taste value under the biggest cactus in town. We do it every day, every day the right way at Taco Casa, six locations in Tuscaloosa, West Alabama, to better serve you. One up in Birmingham off of Lakeshore Drive. That's Taco Casa, quality, taste, and value under the biggest cactus in town, tacocasa.com. Tide 100.9 traffic. From the towns of Nissan Traffic Center, a good Friday morning to everyone. Traffic on McFarland eastbound is steady coming into Northport and the same on Lurling southbound into downtown. If you see any other conditions, just give us a call. Towns of Nissan is blowing away the competition with savings, selection, and cash back on your trade. Cash in today at Towns of Nissan. I'm Captain Ray. 
passing shower or storm as possible this afternoon, otherwise partly cloudy with highs near 83. Tonight, mostly cloudy with lows near 65, and tomorrow an isolated shower or two, highs near 81 degrees. I'm meteorologist James Spann on Tide 100.9. Scott Smith and Southmark Design doing business for 17 plus years, specializing in graphic design services, commercial printing, promotional products, advertising specialties, and so much more. Basically, any and everything you would need to advertise, promote, and grow your business. Through strong partnerships, strong customer service, and creative ideas, they'll help you market and grow your business. Give Scott a call at 205-292-4680 or email Scott IS at Comcast.net and visit them online at SouthmarkDesign.com. Interact with the Martin Houston Show by calling us at 205 342 9904 or tuning into the Martin Houston Show on Facebook. Let's quickly get to Pat, and then we'll get back to our True Falls uh, edition. Good morning, Pat. You're in with the Martin Houston Show. What's on your mind, man? Good morning, Martin. First off, I want to thank the good Lord that you're back, uh, that we've been very worried about you. Uh, you you undoubtedly had some better medicine than what I did. I had a dry hacking cough almost 21 days. Yeah, I, I never February. got to the cough stage or... Or anything, and and I'm not going to talk about it today. But I'll talk about some of the things that I had to do. I had uh, probably about three different. It was like three different bouts uh, as far as approaches to this thing. But uh, uh, I'll, I'll talk about that uh, probably next week at some point. Okay. Well, praise the good Lord. We're talking about Tennessee. My question this morning for you is true or false that uh, Jeremy uh, loses by. Uh, more than three touchdowns Saturday that he's on a short leash. Uh, short leash in terms of of uh, uh, oh, I just more time point earlier him. about whether I thought he'd be on the hot seat, and I I just yeah. I I think if if it gets to, into one of these where it, it shows that they're still you know five six seven touchdowns away, then then I guess it could get hot. But a three touchdown loss to Alabama right now. Uh, no, I, I haven't heard anybody talk about this. Nick Saban. Uh, we we may need to start talking about him in another hu- whole new vein. Uh, he's doing things offensively that he never did defensively. I mean, he he had he was number one at times at defenses defense, but he was doing things that had been done before. Uh, Alabama just had their 17th straight 35-plus point game. No one in the history history of college football at this level has ever done that, uh, from my uh, recollection. Uh, and 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 so he has the all-time yardage game for SEC. So I mean, he's doing things offensively uh, that that when he beats you by 21, that's kind of expect it now so uh, i don't know <laughs> that three touchdowns three touchdowns is gonna do it for jeremy but i do and part of that is where do you go i mean wh- wh- where does jeremy go and, and and i will say jeremy uh has to do something about his quarterback position and um i don't know if he's gonna figure that out but i definitely would uh, make that change and, and ride that ship to see if there's anything. Cause I could not imagine going through another season, not knowing who my quarterback would be coming out, but there's no way he can win uh big time football with JQ at quarterback. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. All right. Hey, anyway, Hey, continue. Oh, uh, recovery. And let's pray that, Oh, I, I don't believe in the herd immunity. Oh, I've uh, talked to numerous people. My next door neighbor oh, is a, oh, a doctor here in town, and they're seeing people the second time oh, that has it, and uh, they're tested positive the second time. And uh, whether or not the first test was good or not, who knows? But oh, this thing is for real. And people need to be getting more mass compliance because we're fixing to see another influx. And uh, 
Anyway, hey, have a blessed day, Martin Houston, and it's good to hear your sweet voice again. Thank you, buddy. Bye-bye. Thank, thanks, Pat, and I've already had a blessed day because I am up uh, and alive uh, and kicking and talking Alabama football. Uh, Joe, I toss it back to you for the final few questions of true-false. I contemplated playing uh, I Hate Orange, I, that puke orange. You know, I, I hate, you know, I, I contemplated playing that because that's probably the true nature of, uh, of how most Alabama fans that have been fans for any length of time feel about Tennessee. Uh, I can tell you those who, who didn't like Tennessee when they were winning uh, are reveling in this today uh so yeah nationally uh importance um interest in the game may have all waned in terms of the popularity of the rivalry joe but as far as alabama fans uh secretly and verbally uh disliking tennessee uh and this rivalry i would say it is huge and it's it's and joe i don't know if you know that it's stronger in the probably the older Bama fans than it is uh, even the people my age uh, as well. Those who grew up when Coach Bryant was coaching, Coach Bryant made this, the, the, the hated rivalry in the Civil War, you know, border war that it became because it was a you have to go through them to get to where you want to go type of game. He never felt that way about Auburn. And, and so I can remember – uh, even when I was playing, how big a deal those weeks were, where we had big, huge speakers out on the field. And I don't think they do any of that. Now they may. I don't know. But you you would hear Rocky Top, and you would hear it so much, Joe, that the song would make your some, make you sick at your stomach when you heard it. You heard it so much during the week uh, of Tennessee. So I can tell you my age and older uh, definitely has no love lost, even though Tennessee – uh, has been getting stomped since Saban's been here. Well, I hope they continue to get stomped for for many many years. So, uh, I got a buddy who who is a diehard Tennessee fan, and he said he always tells me, "Don't you wish that we were good so the get the rivalry would be better?" I said, "No, no, I don't. I don't. I don't care. I hope that y'all are zero and twelve every year." Uh, and he just doesn't quite grasp that uh, that that feeling for me. Uh, so so we, let's keep, let's go to the special teams a little bit. We haven't had a chance to talk about this yet, Martin. Uh, true or false? Alabama has a kicker now that you can count on. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and throw true out there to begin with. Before the kick, I felt that anyway. Um, to me, making a 52 yard field goal doesn't um, doesn't mean that, you know, you found the kicker you can count on um, because he could miss the next 52-yard field goal. And hopefully we're not having to depend on a lot of those in those types of moments. What I've seen, uh, Joe, and I'm speaking of from the the extra point standpoint, uh, is, is just, Joe, I literally before that happened, I was thinking, wow, we're four games in and we've not dinked a, a goalpost. Do you realize how many years that's been? Think about that for a second. It's been three years since we could go out and kick an extra point without dinking the goalpost. And of course, he'll probably dink one this weekend. But, uh, but yes, I do think that we have a kicker. Uh, I think we had a kicker last year who was off, and and you know he uh, hurt his leg on a, a kickoff and. You know, then re-aggravated it. I think that was poor coaching decision to put him out there on a punt. But that's neither here nor there. Um, and, and, Joe, when you look at what he's done, um, he, he's been a guy that – go back to what he did last year. Go back to what – if you remove the other kickers and look at just what he did last year when kicking field goals – and then what he did this year, kicking extra points and field goals, you had to feel good about him as a kicker. Now, knocking down a 52-yard field goal in that environment makes him a big-time kicker uh, with nerves of steel. Um, career long against the best team you've played in your career, 
big time football, big time kick. Um, my only concern, Joe, is why can't we 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 kept Georgia in that game? In my opinion, by keep giving them the ball at the forty yard line. Why can't we find a guy that can kick the ball into the end zone uh, consistently? And I think, I mean, I think it's a philosophy. I think that has to be intentional uh, when you're kicking the ball to the 10-yard line um, and you want to play coverage. But our coverage, either our coverage or our kicker needs improvement this week. Well, the coverage just did not look good, strong to me uh, last week. But if you watch Will Riker, when he lines up for his process, his lining up for the field goal, his steps – that he that he steps off and then and then his approach to the football uh, and his follow through he's a, he his, his process is so consistent and it lends himself to making all these extra points and, and, and putting a strong leg on those long kicks like he did uh, at halftime this past week. Yeah, and, and, and you're right. Our coverage was bad, but if if you kick it to the ten and they get, return it twenty five, which is about the average. They're going to be at the 35 regardless. And that's what my concern is. We were kicking about to the 10-yard line consistently. And so uh, – and it didn't matter which kicker we put in. So I, that's why I was like – we changed it. So is it philosophy or is it, you know, we just don't have a strong leg, you know, in terms of kickoffs. So Georgia guy was kicking through – and I'd much rather kick it through the back of the – end zone so you don't have to worry about coverage me too me too <laughs> the coverage was bad i think they were trying to hang the ball up in the air uh and, 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 for, and maybe take may force them to take a fair catch and they weren't taking that fair catch uh but the coverage <laughs> was just poor and not not so good uh okay let's go outside of the alabama and tennessee and georgia realm real quick uh while you were out lsu uh, ended up getting some punishments handed out. Well, they self-imposed some punishments uh, based off uh, several little infractions. Eight scholarships were reduced, and they banned Odell Beckham Jr. from from the facilities for two years for handing out cash on the sidelines after the national championship game. And I believe one of the players uh, had his father receive a no-show job for a large sum of, of money as well. So, uh, true or false, Martin, if, you, if you've been up on this story a little bit, LSU's football punishments were severe enough to keep the NCAA off their backs. I, I would say uh, true, uh, and and they probably negotiated that uh, before they announced it. Uh, and so I would say that that's probably going to be enough to keep them off because they kind of hit all of the, the things. They hit the person who... Uh, was one of the culprits. They they hit the money. Uh, they hit the pocketbook. They hit scholarships, uh, which ultimately impacts your team, especially considering the fact that LSU is probably down in a normal situation. Would eight scholarships be as big a deal? Probably not. But coming off of a national title where you lost as many players to early draft and all of that, then um, it, it probably will suffice. Uh, to keep the NCAA at bay. And we'll go, the last one on my list is spending it back to Alabama and the offensive side of the ball. Martin, true or false? Devontae Smith, Jalen Waddle, and John Mechie are a better trio of wide receivers than Jerry Judy, Henry Ruggs, and Devontae Smith were the last two years. <laughs> uh, I, I can't say a better uh, trio in terms of talent, uh, but I think the combination of the quarterback uh, that's throwing the ball to them and them three, I think that they all trust each other. I think they are playing better as a trio uh, than the previous three did uh, because I think we're, we're, what do you say one of these guys have that the other one doesn't have. Now, they all may be better at something than the other one, but we, we used to say, hey, what do we say about Judy? Man, he's the best route runner. We, what would we say about Ruggs? Oh, he's the fastest. What would we say about Smith? He has hands, okay? Well, guess what? They all have something like that this year, but they also have what the other ones have, right? I mean, you know, Devontae Smith – may have the best hands I've ever seen. I've never seen the kid drop a pass. But he also is physical and tough, and he blocks uh, in the run game, and he blocks for the other guys. Mechie may be 
uh, a guy who, uh, if he was anywhere else, he'd be the number one guy. He may be fast, but he also will go across the middle. He'll catch the ball uh, deep. He has great hands. He blocks uh, when he's not doesn't have the ball. And then you got Waddle, who who has speed, but he's physical. He'll break tackles. He, I mean, they all do everything. And guess what? They have a quarterback that can flat out spin it. I mean, I don't care how you look at it. The dude. Um, I'm not saying he's the the natural talent of a Tua Tagovailoa, but he's playing quarterback better than any quarterback that's played at the University of Alabama under Nick Saban, bar none. I would take this offensive skill set of players over any offensive team that Nick Saban. You can pick any combination you want, and I'd take these guys uh, over that because I think it's the perfect fit from him. Uh, from the quarterback to the receivers to uh, what Najee brings to the table in that offensive line. Uh, so uh, I'm not going to say better, but I'm going to say they're playing better as a trio. True. The, hey, go, no, ahead, go ahead. Bro. No, I was just going to say the offensive complement is is incredible and the versatility. It, it, it really makes them tough to defend and tough to decide what you're going to defend. So I agree hey. with you. And, and, and then you throw in Miller Farstall, who's playing, to me, playing really, really well Is on top of uh, – that's a missing element we've had in the last couple of years, I think, or at least last year. Uh, hey, let me ask you a quick uh, true-false question. Did Ryan Fitzpatrick play better than the Dolphins expected and they thought that, that, that they would be a team that they'd probably get a pretty decent – draft pick even with him at starter and now they might as well go ahead and get some experience with Tua or or, or what's behind that seemingly odd timing and decision uh even when you look at how Fitzpatrick is responding I certainly think that Fitzpatrick has played better than the Dolphins expected. I think that the Dolphins probably circled this week on the calendar in preseason saying this is the week we're going to go to Tua considering that we've got a bye week and it'll have been you know six weeks of games that, he, that Tua can watch going into a bye week, give him, give him 10 days of action uh, or t- 10 days of yeah. practice. Uh, but I think that the Fitzpatrick has pl- has played really above his ab- above his weight. Usually he gets a couple of good games in there, yeah. uh, and then kind of fl- flounders off. But he's he's had them right there. They're one game out of the lead, in the division. So uh, and I, th- I think he was really surprised to have that decision made this week. I, I do too. I think it was one of those things of hey, we got a, a goody veteran who who will play and keep us. You know, where it won't look like we're tanking for another good draft pick. I think they were hoping that, that you know, two would be able to come in. But I don't think they were expecting to be in this situation in this moment. But I do think, as you said, I think this was circled. Because that's the only thing that makes sense. This had to be circled. And this was a decision they made if Tua lived up to his part at the beginning of the season. Not There's nothing that's happened with Ryan Fitzpatrick make you go, oh, we need to go to Tua. So uh, anyway, uh, that 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 kind of wraps up True False. Thanks so much, Joe. Thanks, listeners, for being a part of it. Coming back on the other side, we'll kick off the second half. We'll talk uh, keys to victory for Alabama versus Tennessee. You listen to the Martin Houston Show on Tide 100.9. Tide 100.9 traffic. On the towns of Nissan Traffic Center, a good Friday morning to everyone. Traffic on McFarland eastbound is steady coming into Northport and the same on Lurling southbound into downtown. If you see any other conditions, just give us a call. Towns of Nissan is blowing away the competition with savings, selection, and cash back on your trade. Cash in today at Towns of Nissan. I'm Captain Ray. Hello, this is Martin Houston with the Martin Houston Show, and I want to tell you about one of our great sponsors, Overflow Express Wash. Their mission is to provide great customer service with a showroom clean car and an exceptional customer service experience. They have the basic car wash that starts at $7, but you need to check out the premium wash packages, which start as low as $12 and go up to They also have a membership wash club that you can get for starting at $23.99 going up to $39.99. In other words, just double the regular premium package, drop a penny, and you can be one of the great members of Overflow Express Wash. My family and I keep our cars looking good inside and out 
by using Overflow Express Wash. They're located on Skyland Boulevard right next door to Alabama One, or you can find them online at overflowexpresswash.com. Andy Phillips and his team look forward to making you a part of their team. Nick Saban calls it the process. John Maxwell said that everything rises and falls on it. And Coach Wooden said it's what you learn after you think you know it all that makes the difference. What am I talking about? Leadership and personal development. Is your organization, your school, your church, your family, are they receiving the proper level of leadership development and personal development? If not, the Empowerment Center for Leadership and Mentoring can help you with that. We have our pep talks, which is a one to one and a half hour lunch and learn which we can customize to meet your needs, or we have some topics that we present that we know can help your organization. And if you're looking for one-on-one mentoring and coaching, we can also assist you with that. Visit peptalks35.com, that's peptalks35.com, or send an email to martin at martinhouston.org. That's the Empowerment Center for Leadership and Mentoring. Welcome back to the Martin Houston Show, the sound of Bama sports. Your show, your team, on your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Back in with the Martin Houston Show, and I want to thank the great folks at Alabama One for their great support. And hey, I want to tell you about what they're always doing for the community. And there's a big uh, conference coming up, November 5th, Thursday, November 5th, a free digital uh, Bridge Builders virtual conference. That's the Bridge Builders 2020 virtual conference, creating lasting change. Uh, it's a four-hour conference. It's going to include uh, Bishop Batten. It's going to include Dana Duckworth of the University of Alabama will be a part of our panel. Andy Phillips, former uh, New York Yankee, uh, as well as one of the sponsors of the Martin Houston Show, will be a part of it. Tim Alexander, uh, if you don't remember him, he's a young man who was paralyzed uh, in, in the uh, part of the UAB program has helped help bring that program back. He's going to be a part of the uh, program and the panelists. This is a free conference. It is about creating lasting change. And all you need to do to find out more information and the register is go to alabama1.org slash bridge builders. It is a four-hour conference where we're combining faith, education, and community leaders uh, in an opportunity to help create change in our community and if you know what 2020 has been then you know uh that this is something you need to be a part of and you can register whether you're local to tuscaloosa or anywhere around the world if you're hearing this uh, announcement in this video and that's alabama1.org slash bridge builders alabama one one together all right let's go ahead and get to ellis ellis thanks for your patience you're in with the martin houston show what's on your mind man Good to hear your voice, Martin. Ditto. Good to be heard. <laughs> yes, yes. I'm. I'm. Uh, I've been praying for you and had my mom praying for you and all. Everything would be okay and you could be back to normal. Uh, well, I, I guess I for, for now I have to say my new normal and we'll figure out what that means. <laughs> uh, I'm just I'm just a caring person, Martin. So you know, I appreciate. I, it. Uh, I, I speak my mind about that. Uh. But uh, you remember I talked to you here a good while back at the uh, start of the season that uh, I had somebody, the Tennessee fan, to say, book it? Yeah. Uh, he's not saying book it anymore. <laughs> 2020 isn't as big an apocalyptic moment as they thought, right? <laughs> yes. And you know what come out of his mouth when I asked him why he ain't been saying book it? What's that? Kentucky. Kentucky. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Thirty-four uh, years. What was it? Thirty-six years since Kentucky had beat them in Knoxville. Nineteen eighty-four. I was fourteen years old. I'm now fifty. Uh, that's crazy. <laughs> it is crazy. You know, it's just like you look how long we beat we beat them. You know, uh, yeah. that you know that's unreal. But. uh I'm just ready for the ball game. Uh, keys who, of victory. Who you got? What you got? What you got happening in the game? 
Uh, well, I see Matt Jones throwing for another 400 and something yards. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Uh, oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. I see that, and I see Najee going over 100 something yards. I can see Najee. I can see. I can see Najee doing it. Uh, I think the 400 yards may be get a little tough, but I can see Najee definitely going over 100 again. And uh, we've got uh, one more thing. I'll let you go because I know you got other people and other things to talk about. But one thing I was wanting to talk about is or say is uh, we got to stop that running game uh, because if they can do that running game like. Uh, for instance, Georgia did, you know, and run it right up the middle. You know, that's what they're going to do. They're going to line back up and do it again. So yeah. I don't think they're going to win, but uh, we need to stop that. Okay. Hey, that would be one of your keys to victory. I could agree with that. Yeah. Thanks, Ellis. I appreciate you, man. Call back anytime and tell your mom I said thanks for those prayers. Yes, sir. Sure will. Roll Tide. Roll Tide. All right, let's go to uh, Lake Martin. John, uh, you're in with the Martin Houston Show. What's on your mind, man? Oh, man, it sure is good to hear your voice. I uh, know you're going to hear that a lot. You've already heard it a lot. And uh, just uh, it's good to see yeah. answered prayer. Or actually, in this case, good to hear answered prayer. So, But uh, listen, yeah. Joe did a great job while you were out. Yeah, and I heard you. I heard you. Th- that was the moment that my... Uh, sickness turned late, Martin John, when you told him, said, you better tell Martin he better hurry up and get back because you're going to take his job. So, you know. <laughs> we, were, we were getting used to Joe. Joe was doing a great job. I had he a did question. A, he did an absolute awesome job. And uh, that's, that, you know, there's a, it's, it's a corny saying, but it, it, it's so true. Teamwork makes the dream work. And, uh, and uh, no matter who you are or where you are, uh, always make sure you have uh, people who are, are as good or better than you at what you do uh, so that when you are out, the, the product that you care about and what you do uh, continues. So um, just was, I'm blessed and fortunate that um, Joe does what he does from a brand manager standpoint in terms of, you know, building the, the station, but also uh, what he does from a producer and now, what he did for me as a host, uh, uh, I can't say thank you enough. And so uh, definitely, definitely teamwork makes the dream work. And he did a great job. And I'm glad you guys appreciated it. And I know I definitely did. Amen. And, you know, um, people, uh, especially you uh, being on that 92 team, you definitely understand teamwork. And people who have been in that situation realize the value of it. Speaking of teamwork, I had a question. I'm trying to think back while I was on the phone here. Has any team ever had two Heisman candidates at one time? Uh, USC did. Um, and I don't know if anyone else has or not. But if I'm not mistaken, uh, Leinard and Bush were both their uh, top four. Um, uh, I, I okay. think I think they both were there uh, at the same time. They were. And haven't. Haven't they in the past had up to five candidates? Uh, yeah, yes. Yeah. Okay. I was just. Yeah, it's thinking, based uh, on how the voting. It's based on how the voting. That that actually may prevent an Alabama guy from winning. Uh, Lake Martin, um, Lake Martin John. That that actually is not a positive for the Alabama team uh, because technically, if you get a writer out there that really loves running back play. And Najee mm-hmm. Harris is playing like a Heisman winner, okay? So he he could get some votes that would traditionally go to a different Alabama guy. If a guy likes the way the receiver's playing, then he could pick one of those guys. If a guy likes a specialist and a receiver, water. If a guy loves quarterback play, then all of a sudden, and all of those guys exist at the exact same time, and they all happen to be on the same team, and so the reporters could split the vote, and then some guy that you know, somewhere else could end up. He's the only guy in his area, and he gets all the votes. So, unfortunately, uh, yeah. it's a regional yeah. vote thing as well as a national vote. Yeah, that could be dangerous. I could, I could see how that could work again. I was just hoping that uh, Jalen or Najee or somebody could, uh, um, you know, make them uh, 
forget about this quarterback lock that's been on the Heisman for years now. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And that's still a possibility. It's still a possibility. Good deal. One one thing I wanted to ask you about from a player standpoint, did you notice um, the second half versus first half with Alabama, and you, you commented on the defense and, did did you see Georgia change anything? I didn't notice. I, I did. Did his game plan change that maybe played into what we did, or was it more of our changing? I I think that Kirby Smart has done what he's done the previous years. He's panicked, um, and 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 he panics. The the previous times he didn't change because he didn't think he needed to. This time they they came out in their first drive. They were driving the ball. Um, yeah. But after that interception and after we took the lead on the 90-yard pass, I think they ran the ball three times for the rest of the game. Uh, you, They played directly into our game plan. I mean, beat us with Stetson, please, uh, yeah. versus Zamir and Milton and those guys. So I, I think Kirby is a bad halftime um coach when it's tight. Uh, he's shown his ability to adjust at halftime, but not against Nick Saban. So. Well, I guess that's why about a year ago I uh, nicknamed him uh, Kirby Not-So-Smart. <laughs> Smart. <laughs> All right. Thanks, John. We're out to you. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Have a good one. Hey, uh, David, stay tuned. We'll get you on the other side. I want to talk about defense, and uh, uh, I'll give you my thoughts on the game, what I think Alabama needs to do uh, in order to win this game. You listen to the Martin Houston Show on Tide 100.9 on your radio dial, the Martin Houston Show fan page on Facebook, and we'll be back right here on your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 traffic. On the Townsend Nissan Traffic Center, we got a wreck on 2059 eastbound past exit 86 Covered Bridge Road with delays. Congestion on McFarland at US 43 and 69 in Northport. If you see other conditions, give us a call. Townsend Nissan is blowing away the competition with selections, savings, and top dollar for your trade. Cash in today at Townsend Nissan. I'm Captain Ray. Here's what's trending on the Tuscaloosa thread. Good morning. A black male who sells tickets outside Brian Denny Stadium claims three white males wearing yellow and orange vests followed him as he walked down 12th Street last Saturday. A police report filed by claims he was packing up when three occupants of a truck exited the vehicle, banged on a car door, repeatedly yelling the N-word. In the report, Gowdy states he saw the men moving cones at a nearby church parking lot. Want more news? Click on TuscaloosaThread.com. Don Hartley, Town Square Media, Tuscaloosa. Hello, this is Martin Houston with the Martin Houston Show. And I want to tell you about Tuscaloosa Custom Carving. If you're looking for a way to add value to your home, make your flower beds pop, make your landscaping stand out from your neighbors, then Tuscaloosa Custom Carving can help you do just that. They have numerous styles, but they feature the Moroccan Stone Curb Series, which includes four great styles and unlimited color choices. That's Tuscaloosa Custom Curbing. They are the one that can help you stand out from your neighbors. Tuscaloosa Custom Curbing, 205-331-6823. You may also find yourself with the need for a custom size stone or, or custom shaped stone. Then Tuscaloosa Custom Curbing can help with that as well. Paul Fuller and his team are waiting on your call right now for that free quote. And if you tell them that Martin Houston with the Martin Houston Show told you to stop by, you'll get a big discount. So call Tuscaloosa Custom Curbing at 205-331-6823 or visit them online at Tuscaloosa Custom Curbing, LLC. The sound of Bama sports. Your show. Your team. The Martin Houston Show. On your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Welcome back into the Martin Houston Show, a Friday edition. And if you're just now joining us, thank you so much for all of your prayers and well wishes. I am so excited to be back on the air with you and uh, thank my team, uh, my leader, uh, Joe, and my producer, Joe, and my uh, host, Phil in Joe, and Jacob, uh, producer, uh, and host, Phil in as well. And thank all of you listeners for what you do 
as well. Hey, listen, uh, we're looking for uh, you can get your score prediction in. Uh, once again, it can be Mac Jones passing yards. Eh, CJ uh, may dislike Ohio. I mean, uh, Tennessee more than you, Joe. I mean, I, I don't know if there's anybody that dislikes them as much as you do, uh, but he, he has to be a close second. He said he don't care if they win another game in the history of time, much less than Alabama. Yeah, we're on the same page. Ever win again? And he pointed out, listen to this: five thousand one sixteen days. But that that sounds like a lot. But what does this sound like? Jalen Waddle was in the first grade last time Tennessee beat Alabama. That's a better. That's a better. uh, A better measuring stick. (laughs) Is that not crazy? Think about that for a second. He was in the first grade. That just because you're looking like like you're like this guy will be a, a professional football player before Tennessee beats Alabama again. And he was a first grader the last time they did. So that's kind of kind of crazy to, to think about. But Alabama, uh, to me, Joe, uh, in this game, just needs to take care of their business. Um, the, the, the keys to victory is, is no stupid penalties, uh, no turnovers uh, in terms of giving them short fields. Uh, and, and go ahead and put your foot on their neck early. Uh, from a from a growth standpoint, I think it's important that Alabama get some young guys an opportunity to play. I, I think uh, the, the the keys to victory for this one may not just be about how Alabama plays, but what they're able to accomplish during the game. I think Najee needs to uh, keep his streak of 100-yard games going. I think that Mac Jones, I, I don't see him, Joe, getting the 400 yards uh, because I think they will make a substitution before that happens uh, in this type of game against Tennessee because I just don't it's, – it's hard to get to 400 yards unless the other team is causing you to have to keep doing something. Uh, and I don't think that that's going to be the case. I think you're going to see Bryce Young in this game. I think you're going to see uh, Trey Sanders in this game. I think you're also going to see Brian Robinson get uh, a little more of an opportunity to run the ball as well because what we cannot afford to do is, is keep getting better as a team and the gap between Matt Jones and our backup – and the gap between uh, Najee and Brian keep growing, and then all of a sudden we need to count on one of those guys. So I think Alabama wins this game uh, going away, and it'll be another 5,480-plus days before the Volunteers get a victory. With that said, I have Alabama getting – I think we will kick one field goal. Uh, and, and, and so, uh, and, and maybe we'll hit all of our all of our extra points. So I have it 52. Uh, and I'm going to say 17. I don't think they'll get there. If they do, ah, uh, to me, it probably was a bad-looking defensive game. 52-17 uh, with Mac Jones getting 327 passing yards. Hey, remember this. Trust in the Lord always. Lean not your own understanding. All your ways acknowledge him, and he will direct your paths. Roll tide and have a great, blessed weekend. Thank you all. And uh, we'll see you on Monday uh, as Alabama has taken down yet another SEC East opponent. Roll tide. Thanks, Joe. Thanks, Taj, for all you do. Have a blessed day. And I will love to invite you to come join us at Harvest Church on Sunday. Roll tide. For the Martin Show, and so long, and talk to you on Monday.